Welcome to the Root of Power podcast, where I teach you how to chase your joy, find alignment, and create a life and a business that you love using actionable methods, interviews, and inspiring stories from people who know that true freedom is found within. I'm your host, your always hype woman and sometimes ass kicker, Amanda Chills, and I am so proud of you for choosing to step into your power. Come along, we've got dreams to build. Hello, 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 podcast fam. Thank you for letting me live rent-free in your head for another however long this episode is going to be. You know, sometimes I like things to be a surprise. I'll be surprised. You'll be surprised. It'll be a really good time. I wanted to tell you, though, before we get started, about this really dope thing that I made for you for free. Why? Because I love you and I can. When your girl owns the business, your girl gets to do what she wants. And I want you to be happy and to live a life that you love. So I made a journal prompt made. I reconfigured a journal prompt that my business coach, Rachel, actually gave us because she is wonderful. So we reconfigured it a little bit to be a daily journal prompt to help you get to your goal and it is going to walk you through your little gremlin brain and what it is telling you and what your little gremlin brain is coming up with and why those things stop you so it's going to go step by step down those things you can get it at my website livemyhappyhealth.com slash self journal run metaphorically don't walk metaphorically go get it If you hate it, don't use it. If you love it, let a girl know. Tag me on Instagram. Show me a picture of you using it. That would be, that would be a good time. We can be like a morning manifestation journaling club and I like it. Now, what you're really here for, the juicy, the juicy bits about how not everything is trauma and how social media therapists and Instagram therapists and TikTok therapists and people who think they're therapists are ruining <laughs> ruining your brain, okay? So here's what happens. A lot of these people make money by convincing you that every single aspect of your human experience is traumatic. And if you are constantly traumatized, you are constantly a victim, you are constantly in fear, and you are constantly reacting and outsourcing your own knowledge, and you are looking for someone to fix or heal you. Now, if you're in this space at all, you've probably heard of the holistic psychologist, Nicola Perra, who is one of the biggest grifters out there. I'm going to call it out. She is one of the biggest grifters out there. She and her company owners, her co-owners, purposely make all things trauma-related extremely broad because they want you to identify with them. They want you to see yourself in their messaging so that then they can turn around and sell you a subscription and sell you a book and make money off of you. Now, inherently, that is how a business works, right? You market to your customers. They 
want and or need what you are selling and then you give it to them. That's how Nike works. That's how any business in life works. That's how I work, right? I have clients who are struggling. They want to not struggle. I can help them do that. They pay me. We party. It's a good time. Inherently, as a business model, that is not the problem. What I'm talking about is quote-unquote professionals, quote-unquote coaches, therapists, gurus, whatever you want to call them, who convince you through very targeted marketing that everything in your life is trauma. So for example, some of the things that I have seen is, and I was just talking to Brittany, the work wife, about this a few minutes ago. One of the things I've seen on TikTok and Instagram is if you recognize your family's footsteps, you are, that is a trauma response. Now, Maybe if every time your family came down the hall, they beat the shit out of you or they were cruel to you. Yeah, then I can totally see that being a trauma response. But also, if you live with people for long enough and you're not deaf, you are going to start recognizing their patterns and their footsteps. Um, Another one that I've seen is if you are afraid that your partner is going to leave you, then you're codependent. And codependency is always a trauma response. And that's not necessarily true. Sometimes codependency is your family culture. Sometimes it is a trauma response, but it's not always. Another one that I've seen is if you struggle with crowds that is a trauma response like it's not it could just be that you don't normally spend a lot of time in crowds and so it's different if I go into a city I'm overwhelmed but that doesn't mean that it's a trauma response so what happens when these people frame every part of a human experience as a trauma response procrastinating is a trauma response Not letting toxic people go is a trauma response. Um, Dating toxic people is a trauma response. Crying is a trauma response. Existing. Existing is a trauma response. Blah. What happens is if you start framing that and you start dropping these seeds, right? Because humans love to solve a puzzle and we are a big puzzle. You start dropping these seeds that say, hey, something is very, very wrong with you. You are damaged. You are broken. Things are not okay. You're always overwhelmed. You're always reacting. You're always having a trauma response. One, it's not true. And two, it's extremely damaging to your ability to exist in the world. Because if you're constantly in danger or you convince yourself, or they convince you that you're constantly in danger. Well, guess what? You're always going to be reacting out of fear, and then it makes it easier for them to sell you a product that you don't need because they've convinced you that you do need it. They've convinced you that the world is so dangerous, and they're the only safe space. And then what happens is you start believing that these people have all the answers and you have to look to them and you'll do anything to get their approval because they are the ultimate authority because they've been right about all these other things even though they haven't they've just convinced you and it's a huge problem so when we talk about trauma and trauma responses we need to be extremely careful and be very very nuanced 
everything is circumstantial. Um, not wanting your partner to leave you is not always a trauma response. Sometimes you just really like your partner. Sometimes it's an abandonment wound. Okay. Sometimes you're just really bad at setting boundaries. That doesn't necessarily mean it's always a trauma response. Um, so a lot of people will say people-pleasing is a trauma response, and it is sometimes. But sometimes it's really just your family culture. If you were never allowed or taught to set boundaries, well, guess what you're not doing as an adult? That is just a skills gap. So a lot of the work that I do with clients is education about what trauma actually is, how it applies to them, and in what circumstances they are having a trauma response versus a learned behavior. So then you may be wondering, okay, Amanda, if everything is trauma, that means nothing is trauma, but then what actually is trauma? And like most of the answers on this podcast, I'm going to tell you it depends. So some people define it as anything that overwhelms your ability to cope with a thing. I think that is extremely broad. I struggle to cope with People who drive slow, that doesn't mean that they're traumatizing me. I struggle to cope with large crowds or big cities. That doesn't mean that they are inherently traumatic. So anything that overwhelms your ability to cope and produces lasting, devastating effects, for me, is a good working definition of trauma. What typically happens is you will see changes to your central nervous system. You'll see changes to the ways that you react and or act around people. You, your mindset will change. Some people become very black and white. Some people overanalyze. Some people, again, it depends. There are a whole host of things that can manifest as a result of trauma. Some people shut down. Some people fawn. That's where you, that would be people-pleasing. Some people run away from everything. Some people completely cut themselves off from their body. So all of these are symptoms of a traumatic experience. Sometimes. Because if you are disconnected from your body and you don't show or process your emotions, that can also just be how you grew up. Maybe no one in your family did that. Which is why we need to be so careful about the nuance when we're talking about trauma, not everything is trauma. You are going to be sad and overwhelmed and devastated and grieving and happy and nervous and anxious and terrified and scared and frustrated and pissed. Those are all parts of the human experience. So if we classify anything that's unpleasant as trauma, it loses its meaning, one, and two, it, it doesn't help you. It literally gets in the way of you living your life because what also happens is we will do anything to prove ourselves right. So if we say something was devastating, we're going to act as if it was. We're going to convince ourselves that it was. If we say something just really wasn't that big of a deal, like, yeah, it was hard, but it wasn't the end of the world, then we're going to act as if that is true. So our thoughts can create a central nervous system response they can create somatic experiences which is body experiences so if you convince yourself that everything is trauma and everything is dangerous and everything is devastating boy you are about to have a really fucking exhausting life because now everything is life or death everything is the end of the world 
My dog just came in, which is the noise that you guys are hearing. What happens when we frame everything as trauma is that we really risk those events proving our thought correct, that we're helpless, that we have no control, that nothing good ever happens to us, that we are unable to cope, that we're never going to move on. Like all of those things come as a result of thinking that everything is traumatic because the way that we interpret an event absolutely affects the way that we cope with it, deal with it, move on from it, and heal from it. Because our mindset frames, right? Humans are meaning makers. Our mindset frames how we understand challenges and things that happen to us. We can calm down a nervous system response by thinking through it, by taking perspective, by comparing it to other events. Like there are so many things that we can do. So I want you to think about the people that you interact with and follow on social media, the media that you consume and how it affects your outlook on normal human experiences. Because if getting stuck at the grocery store for an hour is trauma, what the hell is fleeing a war-ravaged country? If your parents not being physically present for you as a child is traumatic, and I'm not saying it wasn't, what do we do about a huge car crash that leaves you disfigured or someone dead. Like we have to understand that trauma has different levels and if everything is trauma, nothing is trauma. So we want to be very nuanced in our understanding. Things can be devastating and overwhelming and hard. doesn't inherently mean that they were traumatic. For example, I had a client last night who we were talking about um, – their struggle to let people go and to really like cut people out of their life who are not good for them or to them. And they said they were talking to another therapist about it uh, that they were seeing previously. And the therapist told them it was an abandonment response. And it could have been, God, y'all, the face that I freaking made when they said this, I was just like, I let out an audible groan and I was like, this exist and their therapist said that they can have an abandonment wound for the rest of their life from something as simple as their parents leaving them at a grocery store like I just want you to think about that your parents leave you at a grocery store drive around the block come back and get you And you are supposed to have an abandonment wound for the rest of your life? That is disempowering as hell, first of all. Because you can also heal wounds, which means uh, they don't affect you in the same way anymore. And also, no. Like, you're not getting a fucking abandonment wound from your parents leaving you at the grocery store once in your childhood. Like, that is total hogwash. That's what I'm talking about. What I'm saying, if everything is trauma, nothing is trauma. Or a sign of codependency is saying yes when you want to say no. Like, yeah, maybe it is, but maybe you're just really freaking bad at boundaries. Okay, cool. That's not always a trauma response. Hmm. Sometimes it's a cultural norm. Sometimes it was helpful, right? If someone was going to hit me, 
If I said no or what I really thought, well, guess what I'm doing? Now, in that example, it probably is traumatic because the consequences were traumatic. So again, we want to be nuanced in our understanding. Many things are just the human condition, and a lot of these people are making things this broad on purpose so that they get more and more and more customers. So we want to be very careful about the motivations for the people behind this. So trauma has lasting effects. Many people will go through a traumatic experience and not experience PTSD and not experience traumatic symptoms. Doesn't mean some of the behaviors won't change. It means that it's not causing problems in their life. And so if it's not a problem, it's not a problem. Now, if something is a trauma response, how do we deal with that? Okay, great question. Love that we're landing on that. Good job, you. So if we are having trauma responses, if we are doing things that are unhelpful in the long term, then we want to examine those things. For example, using drugs. If you use drugs to cope with your life, I have never seen that not be a trauma response, but I don't know everything. So there's, you know, statistically probably one person out there who uses them just for funsies. But if it's problematic, we want to examine, hey, self, what am I coping with? What am I running from? What am I avoiding? Right? Because we have the four responses when we're afraid. Fight, flight, freeze, or fawn. If you are always pissed off, maybe we should examine why. So we want to start figuring out what we're feeling. And if this is something you struggle with, what I want you to do is Google or whatever search engine you use list of emotions. And I want you to go to images. And I want you to just pick one that has, you know, a good number of emotion words on it. And I want you to look at them when you're trying to figure out what you're feeling. Because if you've been cut off for long enough, you're like, uh, I don't know, all I feel is anger. Okay, cool. But we want to get underneath that. So we want to start figuring out what we are feeling and we want to start just examining it. So get you a little list, list of emotions, pull it up, look at it when you are trying to figure out what you are feeling. I promise you it will help you. I do this with my clients. It is extremely helpful. So if we're having a trauma response, if we're triggered and we think that we're acting because we've been traumatized at some point, we want to figure out why. What are we feeling and why are we feeling it? So if um, I was in a car accident from a semi at one point and I pass a semi, well, that's a pretty clear link, right? Like I was hit by a semi once and now I'm very nervous around semis. Okay, super legit. Absolutely understand that one. Sometimes they're a little more sneaky. Um, if, for example... You, and here's where the nuance comes in, if you memorize everyone's footsteps that you know, not just because you're paying attention, but because when you were young, they were coming down the hallway to beat you or to scream at you or to do terrible things, then it would make sense that you are hyper aware of people's footsteps. You may be hyper aware of people's micro expressions. That doesn't necessarily mean that you're traumatized, but if we can link it to a traumatic event, well, then that would make sense. So we need to think about why do we have these behaviors? Why do we have these reactions? And then what's underneath them? 
And once we do that, we can say, okay, well, was that really traumatic? And this is where the nuance comes in. Like, I want you to practice saying, okay, were, were things really traumatic or did they, were they just hard? Because there is a difference. And then whatever you're landing on, if that feels good to you, we're going to go with that. So if you say, yeah, like um, I had a, a past relationship and they were really cruel to me. But I don't know that I'm necessarily traumatized by it, but it was really hard to go through. Like it took me a while to heal from. Okay. Super awesome. And if you land on, yeah, you know, that really was traumatic. Like it really changed my worldview and how I interacted with people. Okay. Super legit. Then we're going to go with that. Either way, we're going to heal from it and do the work. But first, we have to understand what actually is traumatic and what is just the human condition. Because you don't want to make mountains out of molehills if they're actually molehills. So if you're just sad, don't say something like you're devastated or you're depressed because they're not the same. If you're worried, don't say you're terrified or you're having a panic attack. They're not the same. If you are scared, you're not terrified. You're scared. We want to understand the levels to these things. So really, I guess today's episode is about language and understanding, especially the people you're following on social media, why are they using the words that they use? How broad are they? Do they ever explain nuance? Do they ever explain that what they say is true in some circumstances, but not all of them? Because that is important, especially when they have a marketing team behind them. So examine who you follow. Examine who you take knowledge and education from, myself included. Myself included. Be careful about the things that you consume and call things what they are. We don't want to just be dramatic about them. We want to be honest about what's happening. Apparently I'm tired, y'all. Even though I got my lattes, which we love. So if you need help with that, reach out. Hit up a girl on Instagram. Happy to help you. At Amanda underscore chills underscore therapist. But also get the self-coaching journal. It is going to start bringing to light all of those little gremlin thoughts that get in your brain and try and protect you, but really in the end aren't very helpful. So we're going to start getting underneath those and around those and bring them to the light so we can examine them. That journal prompt is going to help you do that. So that's livemyhappyhealth.com slash self-journal. You are welcome. Go get it. Um, And go be good. And again, if you need help identifying emotions, we're going to pull up a list of emotions on Google and just start going through it. It will help you. Okay. Y'all go be good.